Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, Jesse Go is the nation's top veg cast. Want to talk about vegetables, everything from broccoli to Brussels sprouts? Come right here to Jordan, Jesse Go. We've got and some hey, a- if you have a relative in a vegetative state, give us a call and we'll offer our sympathies. Yeah, the, although we will not offer them on this program. No. Uh, we'll do that, we'll do that in on writing. The sh- on the Shivecast. <laughs> Dedicated to Terry Schiavo. And also in writing. <laughs> right. So either way. Yeah. By the way, I could get bad news. Oh, no. I got a letter from the American Vegetable Council. Now, normally, that's great news. Yeah, we love that. We love hearing. Hey, great stationery over there, too. It is. I like it's a hint of green. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have asked. That, here's the thing. They heard the Shive cast. Right. Because we had been plugging the Shivecast here on Jordan Jesse Go, which yeah, of I mean, course is a podcast is... about vegetables. Right. And they asked us to stop talking about vegetables. Full stop. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Well, I mean, obviously, I respect them as an organization. Right. Um, I admire know, being, them. Yeah, I don't just sure. respect them. I admire them. In fact, while I wouldn't say it's a romantic love, I think I love them. Yeah, sure. I mean, I wouldn't go that it's far. It's a sensual love. But would I get a mass email from them? Right. I crank it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm on their mailing list. Just, you right. know, they do updates, monthly updates. Do you crank it to mostly emails? Or Yeah, I mean, I like, here's my top three mass emails to <laughs> crank What did we do before the internet, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, should, you had to find your dad's uh, dirty letters uh-huh. uh, underneath the good towels. Right. Um so yeah, here's my top three mass emails to crank it to. Yeah. Um, of course, the Vegetable Council. Right. Number one. Sure. By a country mile. AVC. Number two, the Eat24 weekly coupon. <laughs> right. Eat24. Yeah. But I can also get that to have vegetables delivered, so it's related. Right. right. And then uh, Spotify weekly update. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like, here's some new tracks you might be into... Live cuts. I crank it every time I get a discount email from J. Crew, and my balls are so sore. Mm, yeah, <laughs> just a yeah, just you know, a little that, bit of talcum a, powder comes I had a, out. Now. I had a similar thing. Talk about pre-internet. Mm-hmm. I used to do that every time I got the uh, Bed Bath and Beyond twenty percent off coupon. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and I uh, I used to do it every year when I got the Sears and Robux catalog. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> was born in 1874. Oh, wow. <laughs> I grew up on the prairie. Huh, I didn't know that. In a dugout. So, okay, so what are we going to do? We we got this this letter from the council. Obviously, I'm heartbroken right. that they don't like the show. Well, here's my idea. Have Terry Schiavo's people weighed in? Uh, Can we start, keep doing our other podcast about uncommun- vegetative states? Uncommunicative. I should not have been surprised by that, right. but I was. <laughs> Who's she with? Is she with UTA? Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> Gersh. Oh, Gersh. she's now. Gersh. Okay, she's Gersh. Yeah. She wanted to be a big fish in a small pond. Right. That I makes think, yeah, the, I understand the logic. You get a little more personal attention that way. Sure. Yeah. Um, so obviously the. Plus, Elian Gonzalez had already. Come <laughs> <out there. laughs> I hear Lorena Bobbitt's a free agent. <laughs> I had a friend who uh, wor- I worked on something involving uh, Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> and apparently he has. 
it, it was like he was like going to potentially be in a bit in something. It didn't end up panning out. But apparently, the the company that represents him is called Fifteen Minutes. Like they're, <laughs> wow. they're specifically like a boutique management company for people who have like these flashes of fame and just want to cash in as much as possible while that flame is burning bright. So like wow. if you're left shark. Yes, yeah, that's you're left you shark. Go with. 15 minutes will approach you and be like, "Hey, this is look, you can make $200,000 in the next 3 months if you play your cards right." Sure. That's actually what it pays to get interviewed on Morning Edition, which Left Shark was. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, very lucrative. <laughs> Extremely lucrative. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We're guys we're getting away from vegetables, which is right. of course the reason people tune in. We, we got this letter from them. Obviously, their word is not law. Right. We can do, you know, this is a fan cast. Sure. But I respect them as an organization. What say before we need to sort this out? You and me, after this, we road trip to Dubuque, Iowa, which is, of course, the home of the Vegetable Council. Right. We'll go right up there to the home office, mm-hmm. kick down the door, demand some answers. <laughs> right. But before that, we need right. some content for this week. Okay. So why don't we talk to this guy who's been chiming in? <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be pretty game. Have a nice. He has a nice, nice speaking voice. Yeah. What say we chat with him? Mm-hmm. Try and leave vegetables out of it. But if it comes up, you know, we're not going to run away from it. Yeah. Uh, and then just next week, we'll uh, we'll just do this cauliflower chunk that we had planned. Sounds great. Our okay. guest this week on the program is a comedy writer, a beloved podcaster, the world around. <laughs> beloved the world around. Still doesn't work. <laughs> Internationally beloved podcaster. Okay, sure. He's known from coast to coast and points abroad as the Burger Boy from the Doughboys podcast, Nick Weiger. Jordan, Jesse... A pleasure to be back. Good. It's, yes. It's, it's always a joy to have you It's been too long. Here. It's been too long. So I fun. only wish that we could have ruined our health by dining at a chain restaurant mm. earlier. You know, we actually, it was my niece's birthday, not today, but very recently, recently enough where we were celebrating it today. Her her, her observed birthday was today. Right. And uh, she, we gave her choice of lunch and she picked KFC. So I had KFC. How how old is uh, how old is the niece? She's oh boy, I hope I don't blow this. I believe she just turned eight. Okay. Um. So you know it. And uh, I man, I I I had the hot the Nashville hot from KFC today. Have you guys had that yet? I have had the Nashville hot. Pretty good, right? Tasty. Pretty pretty good, and a little some heat on it. Some real heat to it, which you usually don't get from these fast food chains. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I wish that could have been a shared experience we could discuss. This, right. At this point, now, Nick has been producing two episodes a week for the last year or so. And at this point, he just enters a fugue state when the word restaurant is uttered <laughs> and just starts discussing. To, right. uh, just all of a sudden, he just finds his mouth saying the word concept. <laughs> um. I mean, I do the same thing every time Jerk It Off comes up. <laughs> so, you know, our podcast has a theme, too. Sure. Um, Nick, uh, we've actually gotten to spend a lot of QT together, quality time, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, we uh, we were at the same wedding last weekend. A lot of fun. Uh, our friend Jack Allison married his new wife, Kate. And, Congratulations uh, to Jack and Kate. They're in Southeast Asia right now. And Jack remains very on active on Twitter. Tour. Yeah, they're on, yeah, they're on a sex tour. Sure. Uh, well, hey, you know it's what they're into. They swing. <laughs> sex yep. and Muay Thai. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, you, you can have some, some, 
some group sex with some villagers. Right. And then a kickboxing that utilizes the, the knees and elbows, mm-hmm. uh, which is also very erotic. Yeah, certainly so. Um, yeah, so this- It's like uh, you put some lotion on there. Yeah. Um, so this is this was a, this was a, a unique wedding for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. but it was at the uh, it was at the Madonna Inn. This is like a famous hotel motel in Southern California that is in kind of like a no man's land. Well, like I mean, not to correct you, Jesse, but if the local news I turned on the TV was any indication, it was Central California. Mm. Oh, thank you. Right. Yeah, so it's north of Los Angeles. It's far north enough. That you wouldn't go there for a day trip. Yeah, it's like it's like two hours and change. It's a little bit of a drive. It's longer than that, actually. It's closer to three, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And it's, a, it's a bit of a drive. And it's, it's a leg- It's legendary for having... I've never been, but it's like every room is different, right? Right. I think I, most people's reference for this actually might be there's a Simpsons episode where they go to a... They're trying to... Homer and Marge are trying to rekindle their marriage, so they go to like a, a, a tacky hotel that has like a bunch of different rooms um like a like a love hotel and there's like a there's a caveman room and there's a medieval room and they end up staying in the janitor's closet like that's like the (laughs) the joke that's the room they put them in but but like it is very much like it's every room has its own distinct theme and for our room the the one uh, me and my wife i would say it has an overarching overarching it has a general theme which is Pink? Hans Christian Andersen? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I'm going to say it's kind of close to like Solvang, sure. which is the weird... It's like a faux Dutch town. Yeah. It's, so it's... It, a lot of tulips. There's a lot going on. It's a confusing place. So it Very is, gaudy, very... Uh, the, the colors are very... I mean, a lot of hot pink. There's lot just of, hot sure. pink everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Listeners will probably know Solvang... From the fact that my former handyman, Nick, moved there after his divorce. <laughs> sure. So he was hard yes. to reach. Okay. He became hard That's to a reach. That's be- a beloved part of our lore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. this. So it's it's this – yeah, it's this kind of crazy storybook uh, uh, facility. Uh, but then each room has an individual theme that is not that. Um, so, yeah. So, yes. And I think I do have a – literally have a caveman room. And I yes. think there is a – Egyptian room, right? There's like a waterfall room. There's one that's called like the Huntsman Lo- Huntsman's Lodge. There's a Harvard room, uh, <laughs> which is just like I guess it's just like the offices of the Lampoon. Um, and then there's a the room we were staying in was called the Karen Room, but it was just like like everything was pink. We were actually we we're a little disappointed because we were promised on the website it looked like we were going to get a pink toilet. And then when we got in there, it was just a regular white porcelain toilet. Man, so, what a ripoff! I know. Yeah, the, the, that was you like complain. One the, we didn't complain, but I mean, the, we had we could have complained, sure. but everything else was nice enough where we were just sort of like, you know what, this is fine. Yeah. It's, it's probably functions better than this the pink toilet they had back in the day. Sure. I probably would have painted it pink. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, I would have painted the inside brown. <laughs> 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 this guy looks to shit. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know it, baby. <laughs> what room were Dropping you dropping a deuce? <laughs> what kind of room were you in? <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> no, I'm not done with this. <laughs> like poop stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just for the at-home listener, 
Jordan and Nick are currently doing that laugh where halfway through you turn evil because they know oh, yeah, what they've oh, subjected bad. you and anyway. home to. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway, we'll join forces and take down the Batman. Right. <laughs> Which is, I think, the ultimate goal of all this. Right. We must uh, rid right. the streets of the Batman. Um, yeah, so my room uh, was Imperial. So it was the Imperial room. Um, which obviously was was a real thrill for me, uh, an Elvis Costello fan, to stay in a literal imperial bedroom, uh, which reminded me of that album of his I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the sad noodly one with oh, a lot I of harpsichord. I, I just assumed you were going to say the one with the roots. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Uh, eh, it's a toss up. <laughs> no, uh, a lot of people love imperial bedroom. Uh, when you said imperial bedroom, I was thinking of the. Uh, the chamber that Darth Vader sleeps in in oh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, sure. just like where he communicates with the uh, with the Emperor and he removes the mask in private. You know, I, that's what Elvis Costello wrote the album. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great okay. acoustics in yeah. there. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, so it, I guess the theme was Napoleon. Right. There were Napoleon lamps. Right. Uh, or maybe a Louis Couture situation. <laughs> Boy, hard to say. Uh, I think I think uh, fancy shit. Mm-hmm. Was kind of what I saw. I think if I was like an antiques person, maybe I would see, you know, a theme or like, oh, the molding on this yeah, is. Like if you were one of the Kino brothers from Antiques Roadshow. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, is, it, it is such a weird thing to stay in a themed room by yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're just walking around going, ah, look at this, like to nobody. Right. Uh so yeah, I feel like I feel like they, you know, obviously it's a place for, for lovers. Yeah. Um, ideally, you're going there with a a, a lover. You're there mm-hmm. to do the nasty. You're there to do the nasty, right? <laughs> and to ruin a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do two things in a hotel room. <laughs> Both a little nasty. Both a little nasty. <laughs> um, maybe watch some Sports Center. I don't have cable at home. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's there nice. you go. Yeah. yeah. Um. I feel like for the for the for they should anticipate there being uh uh singles who are there for like weddings and stuff, so they should just have a double tree themed room. <laughs> <laughs> you could just like oh, and it's just a regular hotel room right. and free breakfast. Free though. breakfast, yeah, continental breakfast that yeah, only you don't get. Have to pay for the Wi Fi. That's nice. Those yeah. double trees are nice. <laughs> uh but yeah, it seems like they, they would be you mentioned Star Wars, Nick. It mm-hmm. seems like they would I don't know how their business is going, but it seems like you take down some of these stuffy old themes, horse race, sure, uh, you know, yachting, and you and you you make a Star Wars room. You make yeah, a, update them a little. You bit. make a Yu Gi Oh room. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to fuck in a Yu Gi Oh room? Yeah, I, I will say. I mean, like, I assume their business because I, I, you know, I, I knew it as this kind of like tacky landmark, and I'd never actually been there, and. You mentioned it being in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of actually, it's like one freeway exit away from downtown San Luis Obispo, which is oh, a college okay. town, and so it's it's not as isolated as I expected uh, it to be. But it, it seemed like it would. There were a lot of people there. Like you know, there were there was a in addition to this wedding that was going on, there were some bachelorette parties. It seemed like it, there was a football team there for some reason. There was a yellow couple. The woman had extraordinarily tall hair. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what was?
was it that the husband said? Mm. Whoa! It was like I think it was snow. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> he was said snow every time he would hit his head. There was also too the uh, the uh, the mayor was there. I could tell by his mayoral sash sure. which yeah. he wears. In that episode, the uh, mayor comes out. He's like, ah, oh, the toilet is overflowing in the caveman room. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, it seemed like a lot of people were there. But, uh, yeah, I think they could have some 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 updated themes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess, though, that's part of the charm is that some of these things are, like, you can't even really place them. Was, it, like, a, was it a kitschy wedding? Uh, I mean, there's nothing kitschy about true love. Sure. Sure. Our friends Jack and Kate. Kate are certainly celebrating a love truer than any other on this planet, and we God bless them for it. Congratulations to the two of them. Um, yeah, I mean they are they are a really a really lovely couple, and it is definitely like one of those things of like yeah, do that, get married, you know. Okay. But uh, here's the question: Is the, was the wedding tasteful or distasteful? So it was a it was a kitsch isn't the word I would use, but so, it was unconventional. Here's. Here's how. I, okay, Here's don't tell one me. Detail. Do not tell me they wrote their own vows because God already did that for you, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Bible and mm-hmm. it's called Leviticus. Right. Yeah. Um. And speaking of, don't tell me they serve shellfish. <laughs> right. Uh, they nope. were wearing clothes of mixed fiber no, all no! over the place. And there were animals running around with cloven hooves. <laughs> oh no! But that was just because of a petting zoo accident. <laughs> um, they okay. Here's I think the most telling detail about oh boy about the wedding is that that when when the groom walked out, there was a singer, a lovely singer, uh, I think friend of the friend of the couple, mm-hmm. uh, was singing a song, uh, which I don't think most people could place. It's a kind of a croony. Uh, Crooney song that you might is the Transformers song that they sing in Boogie Nights. Foo boy, get ready! It was. <laughs> it was a Crooney song that I think is you know would just people would would you know it's like oh is this a Dean Martin song or something that I don't know. It is the song that plays in Metal Gear Solid Three <laughs> when he is climbing a long ladder. Yeah, uh, Snake Eater, Snake of course. Eater. Snake Eater, the theme from Metal Gear Solid Three. Snake Eater. It does. I mean, intentionally, it sounds a lot like a song from a James Bond movie that was never released. Yes. Like it, wow. it very much has that sort of. And it's like there are there are nerd weddings, right? And then you you know, bride and groom come out to the Imperial March, sure, or something. But yeah. this was such a deep, specific nerd cut, uh-huh. you know, to, to like even to alienate other nerds. Well, also just the opposite of romance. Sure. Like I wouldn't say if I was thinking about nerd things having to do with love and the eternal bonding of two people, I'm not going Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I don't I mean, I don't know how many of the games you've played, Jesse. I don't know if you've played Peace Walker or uh, The Phantom Pain, um, or you've, maybe you've just played Sons of Liberty. I don't know. I don't know how many Metal Gear Solid games you've played and how many you've completed. I played, I'm trying to remember, it was on the Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, Bulls versus Blazers in the <laughs> NBA playoffs. Okay. I don't think right. that's in the, yeah, not part larger of the Metal Gear no? timeline. Right. No? Um, Mark Price? I mean, we'll have to- Sharpshooter Mark Price? I mean, we'll check with Hideo Kojima. <laughs> okay. Listen, if you're out there- Tweet at Hideo Kojima and ask him if Bulls versus Blazers <laughs> falls in the official Metal Gear timeline. Yeah. You know, I'm looking it up, and apparently, uh, 
uh, Mark Price, who I believe was the point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers for a <laughs> yeah. time, famed yeah. for his three-point shooting, uh, actually ends up being the end. Oh, so, right. From yes. that boss battle. So <laughs> sure. that's his true identity. Sure, where you have to just lay still for a while. Right, right, famous, yeah. Uh, famous sniper. Uh, yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of, like, there is a lot of romance in the Metal Gear Solid games. I mean, yeah. I think even you could say in Snake Eater, the, um, you know, romance between... Uh, Snake and Big Boss mm-hmm. is a kind of a romance. Isn't there a? Isn't that like a, a Metal Gear Solid One? Isn't that like a famous quote? I'm, I'm going to mangle it because I don't know verbatim, but it's like, uh, "Can love bloom on a battlefield?" Mm. Isn't that is that? And then, of course, in Metal Gear Solid Two, yes, uh, as Snake, you can. Uh, duck into a locker that has a bikini, a poster of a woman in a bikini uh, on the inside, and then you can close the locker and Snake will jack off. <laughs> which is true. So, yeah, which is a kind of self-love, which yeah. is a romance I think we should all have with ourselves. It's a little Easter egg. It's a lot of fun. I yeah. had no idea that Big Boss uh, found love in the Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah. Uh, I knew that he had found love at the end of Sex in the City with Carrie. Right. Mm. But... I didn't know when the game But again, that happens outside the yeah, right. main continuity. Got it. What a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> what a good episode we've had so far. Were there other, did uh, other yeah. things happen in this wedding? Uh, yeah. I mean, there was like, you know, oh, you know, something just uh, just something I noticed. Mm-hmm. Two different sides of this wedding. You got the bride side. You got the groom side. Uh, groom side, uh, comedy doofuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Present company included. A lot of guys who look like me and Jordan. Yeah. Those are basically the two types. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) You're a Nick or you're a Jordan. (laughs) Um, But the bride side, a lot of... A lot of hip art kids. Right, yeah. yeah. Some very cool looking people there. I noticed the hip art kids carrying around disposable cameras. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. They're probably dropping it off at the Costco to get it developed because it's so retro. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you want to... That is the most ec- extremely normcore wedding activity I can imagine. Yes, taking pictures on With a disposable, disposable camera. film cameras. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And then everyone was just wearing smocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would say, so yeah, there was a lot of like funny comedy touches in the wedding, but like the moments of sincerity were genuinely very beautiful. And I think that they stood out because there was so much so much silliness from two sure. very funny people so the like the the sincerity when it happened was striking M- many years ago i like officiated a, like yes. a like a like a gut punch oh. anyway mm, yeah. so as i think you know some weddings are just so full of sincerity and you know reverence for love or god or whatever you know it's a it's a white noise, but in in this case, the the sincerity the pop, popped you popped you like a missile. Anyway, uh, I I officiated a wedding some years ago for a couple where the husband or the the uh, the fiance was a Jordan Jesse Go listener, mm-hmm. and he and he knew, and he was also um, maybe even at the time a Sound of Young America listener, a Bullseye listener, and uh, he worked at. A major software company in the Pacific Northwest, mm. and um, his wife was a normal person who was a doctor. So I was I was worried. Like I don't think this. I talked to the wife. I'm like, this woman does not want me to do a, a zany wedding. Sure, <laughs> no zany. They're like, I'll just do a straight. So I did a straight ahead, true love. 
I looked up on uh, Ask Metafilter what's a nice thing to do if you're officiating a wedding. Because I hadn't even been at a wedding in quite a while at that time. So I was like, what are the parts of a wedding? <laughs> and, uh, you know, just just went ahead, straight ahead, told some, talked to them on the phone, told some nice anecdotes that they each of them hadn't heard in a long time about how they fell in love. And everybody was, you know, crying because love is very beautiful. It's a very charged situation. And it was really nice. And then at the end, a uh, guy, the husband, was like, great. Um, now, we're all going to take pictures with these Gears of War guns. <laughs> enormous, like, right. yard-long right. laser yeah. cannons. That have chainsaws at the end yeah. of them, I think. Yeah. That's the Lancer you're talking about. <laughs> and, the chainsaw gun. And uh, God, uh, God, bless his, God bless his wife. Uh, she, she said... Okay, honey. <laughs> Just a couple. Sure. They took a couple of pictures with these giant Gears of War guns, and that was the end of that. Um, Nick, you and your wife, yes, you guys eloped. We right? eloped. We went. We went to Vegas. We got married in a. Uh, oh boy, what the hell was it called? I think it's Chapel of the West, which is a which is the church that's on the Strip, and it's one that they've actually had to move. Set, like they moved the whole building a number of times because a new casino, the property is so valuable, and they, a new casino goes up, so they move it down a little bit further towards the uh, the the Las Vegas sign. But yeah, we we just we just decided to do it, kind of spur of the moment. I think the only people that knew were her brother and our and uh his uh and her brother's wife and we just sort of went for it and it was a lot of fun it was fun just to do a thing for us and then just to let everyone know and i think our families are casual enough where uh with with very few exceptions everyone was just like hey that's great that's great that you did this so it worked out well for us anytime i say that to people who are married they're always like or people especially people who are in the midst of planning a wedding they're like oh, you guys did it the right way like that's what you're supposed to do but then no one like does that and i think it's like i think that's because it's the wrong thing right it's the right yeah, <laughs> it is i think people think that's what they, that's what we want to hear so they say that but it's like it's fine for you to be like hey i want to have an actual wedding with some I, I want to have my family and my friends there and observe it. This, you guys are are weirdos. You know, like that, that's fine too. Like we could you could do your own thing. What are you? What was your immediate? Thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were your immediately? Your your like post wedding? Did you go to a buffet? Did you mm. did you shoot some crap? We went straight to this restaurant we wanted to try, uh, RM Seafood, which is uh, this celebrity chef Rick Moonen, his his flagship seafood restaurant in Vegas, and we went there and we had a lovely meal. Yeah, but it, it was it was like very casual. The whole weekend was very casual. I think we drove back that same day, so we just kind of we we went in the previous night, stayed one night, and drove back. The most eventful thing that happened was that we checked out of our hotel room early, and then. Uh, later on, I had a like a thirty eight hundred dollar charge on my Discover card. And I was like, <laughs> "What the hell is going on here?" And I called them back, and or I called the hotel and was like, "What is this charge?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, that's for the duvets you stole." And I was like, "What? Are you, what?" It's like, "Yeah, they yeah. were they were missing duvets from your from your room." And uh, so we char- did. They we say charged stole? your card for them. Well, they said like that we're missing from your room. It was right. heavily implied that they thought I stole them. Sure, but it be- ended up being this whole thing that I had to go back and forth with them with it for a number of calls until they they ultimately covered it. I don't wow. know what happened. Do you think there was like a door to door duvet snatcher? I but my assumption was 
is that we because we checked out early, someone who works at the hotel was like, oh, this is an opportunity to sort of get in there and we can we can steal something and then flip this. And then they'll just blame these these people who checked out who left town. I, I mean, I don't know. That's the only, thing, only explanation I can think of. I don't know if you've ever worked as a fence, but I have. And there's, <laughs> there's nothing easier to flip than a duvet, mm. a used duvet. <laughs> It's like hey, uh, it you might as well fancy. might as well have bearer bonds, right? Hey Jesse, that kind of, this reminds me. Uh, I know you. Uh, I know you had that uh, hot date last night. So tell me, bro, you snatched that duvet? <laughs> okay, we'll you be back. That duvet, bro. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thornton, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, we've got sponsors on this week's program. Of course, every week we're sponsored by all the kind folks who go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and support us. We love you. We love you very much. We love you. <laughs> we want to kiss you. Don't weave us. <laughs> we'll hide in your bushes. <laughs> Uh, also sponsored this week by our friends at Squarespace. Hey, now, Squarespace, hey, Jesse, yeah. hey, Jesse. Jordan, yes. Squarespace is a website that That's you go true. to when you want to make a website. That's right. You got a mobile device in front of you, right? Yeah, sure. I got a, I, I got a telephone here. Why don't you open up that smart open up that browser okay. and why don't you go to jordanmorris.net. Okay, I'm going to go to Jordan jordanmorris.net. Now, what I'm expecting here, okay. if you if you used some kind of uh, website to build this website, mm-hmm. is it's not going to have responsive design. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. We'll see. We'll see if that's the case. Let's take a look. It's loading pretty slowly, but that's just because the reception is poor. It's a concrete, it's the reception. It's just a concrete. It's building. a concrete building. Well, hey, let me tell you something, Jesse. Yeah. I decided I needed a website. Who's this handsome son of a bitch? It's Jordan Morris. What? It's from JordanMorris.net. Oh my God! A, a website comedy writer and podcast host that I made with Squarespace. Dear, here's here's gracious. what I here's what was going down in my life, Jesse. You were trying you were trying to decide whether to write this in the first person or the third person. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I chose first person. Yeah. Um, here's what's happening. I'm a I'm a freelance writer. Yeah. I'm out there getting jobs. I'm hustling. Sure. I'm trying to get jobs. I'm hustling. You gotta get gigs. And baby. and and you email. You email a per- prospective employer. You know what's a good place to get gigs? Hmm. The uh, gig section of Craigslist. Oh, yeah. I've gotten you're a few a, of those. You're a nude house cleaner. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. I'm very discreet. Got it. Um, here's the thing. is I you, You're writing these emails to people who are hiring writers. Right. And you're like, here's a paragraph about myself, but I'm going to attach these scripts, and these are big files, but also here's a link, and... Here's something on Vimeo and something else on YouTube. So, and the, you send in these emails, and they're they're beasts. Yeah. So here's what I wanted. You I wanted, wanted a place a, to showcase your work. A place to showcase my work. Something that's simple and elegant and easy to use. Something that could have e-commerce functionality. It could. If you chose. Mine does not. I'm not if selling so anything. Chose. I'm just selling my own creativity. I went to Squarespace.com, and when I uh, checked out. 
I used offer code JJGO. This isn't an advertorial thing where they gave me a free one. No, you actually paid. I use my own offer code, Jesse. I'm a man of the people. Yeah. Because I know it's a great deal. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code JJGO to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com and enter the code JJGO. Hey, Jordan. Yes. We got something up on the Jumbotron this week. A message. Uh, a message. <laughs> a message for a Matt. Massage. A for... massage. A sensual massage for Matt Sleater from Rachel Sleater. Here's the message Matt. Lots of A's, lots of T's. Happy fourth anniversary to us. The traditional gift is linen, but Jesse's voice is so silky smooth, it's basically like I got us some fancy sheets. Hey, baby. <laughs> you Happy make, anniversary, You baby. make the boring things better. And moving couches up and downstairs over and over again like crazy people seem not that bad. Luna and I are so lucky to have you. I'm guessing that's a pet, but it could be the third member, member of their polyamorous thruple. Move my couch, Daddy. Move that couch, Daddy. <laughs> if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Uh, whether you want to plug a little business thing or uh, send a little message mm-hmm. uh, like the one from, from Matt from Rachel mm-hmm. on behalf of Luna. Yeah. What do you think Luna is? I'm thinking meal replacement bar. (laughs) (laughs) I think a Victorian ghost. Okay, cool. Well, we'll find out. The cat from Sailor Moon? We'll be back in just a Who is the cat from Sailor Moon? That's probably Luna. Probably is. Hey, Siri, who was the cat from Sailor Moon, and why does Jordan think he knows what the cat from Sailor Moon was? I found something on the web about who is the cat from Sailor Moon and why does Jordan think he knows what the cat from Sailor Moon was. Check it out. Sailor Business, a Sailor Moon anime podcast. (laughs) Sorry, I'm hosting another podcast, Jesse. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Nick Weiger, accused duvet thief. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jesse. Not guilty. Y'all got to yeah. feel me. <laughs> hey, hey, Jesse. Yeah. Can I just, I know we're, we we got a lot of stuff to cover. Sure. But while we're, while we got a minute, can yeah. I talk to our haters for a second? Mm. Can I talk hey, to our haters? Hey, haters out there. Put down your haterade and plug in your earphones. It's time for one of Jordan's <laughs> Wait, if they're, straight they're, talk. If, they're, if their earphones weren't in, how were they listening up till now? <laughs> uh, I mean, they, their earphones weren't in, but they were like – have you ever had done that thing where you like put your earphones – like you're wearing – Oh, sure, yeah. You're wearing over earphones. Sure. And then you pull them down around your neck and then you, you kind of got it turned up so you can talk to your friend on the bus. Right. You can kind of hear it, but not. you're not paying full attention. Exactly. Yeah. Tim Coda. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I want to talk to the haters. Okay. A lot of times, I think a lot of people online- A message online, for the haters. A lot of people online- Jordan Morris. Give, you know, levy these charges at us. Sure. Uh, that we're fake geeks. Right. Fake geeks and that we're just, you know, that we're not fanboys. Yeah. I've heard- I've heard a lot of people say that we're too cute to be real nerds. Sure, yeah. I mean, I hear that too. That our buns are too tight. 
Yeah. That our cocks are too thick <laughs> to be real nerds. <laughs> Look at this. Look at these thick dick studs, they say. Yeah. No way these guys collect Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you. If there's any doubt in the minds of the haters that we're real geeks. Are we about to talk to talk about my Yu-Gi-Oh wedding? <laughs> we could get to that. Okay. But I just wanted to let all the all the haters out there know. If you think we're not real geeks, not real fanboys, we're recording this podcast during the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're missing, you know, America's favorite display of jingoism and barbarism. The Super Bowl, I call it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I call it the stupid bowl. So yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know that sometimes I call it the super toilet bowl. <laughs> oh boy, okay, watch it. <laughs> just wanted people to know that we're in here podcasting like the geeks we are, right? While the rest of America is cheering for some muscle-bound lunkheads. Yeah, I tell you what, I don't know, know even know who's playing in this yeah. game. I mean, I watched the Super Bowl, but just for the Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. I, w- I watch it just so I can roll my eyes and say aloud, oh, is a sports ball going on right now? Oh, boy. Maybe I'll watch a documentary about it later on Netflix. But right, yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Anyway, later. sorry. Okay. I'm done talking to the haters. You know, uh, you know what I did today? What? I called 911. Ooh. Have you guys ever called 911 before in your entire lives? I have. Yeah, I, I did it once when I was working at a computer lab. And I was the guy locking up the computer lab. This was a lab that was open till, I mean, close to, it might have been open till midnight on campus at UCLA where we went to school. I would have assumed that you were like a, maybe your on-campus job was like personal trainer. Mm, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gigolo. (laughs) Thick dick gigolo. (laughs) My work study's in. Uh, no, but out, out of character, yeah, I was. I, oh, I'm a cafeteria attendant. <laughs> I was a. Uh, I was. I, 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 te- I supervised this computer lab, and the alarm was tricky to set up. And so I'd set the alarm, but then I left something at my desk, which was on the other side of the room. So I was like, "Oh, I'll sneak over to get what you know, get this thing that I left at the desk." And that motion, I guess, triggered the alarm. I didn't know that it happened, so I, I called nine one one to tell them that I accidentally set off the alarm. And they scolded me because it was not an, like an emergency. They were like, right. just call campus services. And so I had to do that. And that was a whole debacle. Um, uh, I have. I've called it twice. Uh, once I was just – I was driving on the freeway. The 134, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys like the 134, right? Yeah. It's okay. It's, oh, okay. I'm a 110 man. But all right. All right. Uh, real highways have curves. <laughs> sure. I tell you, if you get that 110 south and there's no traffic, that's a real pleasant drive. It is. That is nice. Beautiful. Especially going all the way down to the South Bay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot Mm. of fun. Hermosa. Yeah. Mm. Get yourself some uh, crab cakes. Yeah. I still get a little, like... Starstruck when I'm on the 105 because of its connection to the movie Speed. Oh, <laughs> it, was under, it was under construction in Speed, yeah. and then you're like, and that's where they do the famous jump on the the stretch of the 105 that was not yet connected. And I still get starstruck in the Pacific Ocean because of its connection to Speed Two. Mm. <laughs> Cruise control. I get starstruck in space because of that space Sandra Bullock movie. Oh, sure, right, <laughs> yeah. You're talking about uh, talking about gravity. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of a funny name for a Sandra Bullock movie. What Couldn't was think the one, of one that you were in? All about Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you get star- – Nick, you get starstruck when right. you're on the freeway, but you don't get starstruck when you 
talk to me, your friend who was in a movie with Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm just I'm used to your company by now, where it's yeah. kind of it kind of numbs me a little bit. It's a, it's a it's a more regular occurrence than me driving the 105. You're right. I he certainly don't want to. One of your more thick dick friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, to be fair, Nick and I have had a length contest. <laughs> we have not had a width contest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that was our bad. We had a mat. We had the tape measure. We should have done it while we were there. And yeah. measuring girth is a trickier thing. It sure. is. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to divide by pi to get your hat size. Right. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Uh, so, yeah, I was going on the 134 and just going the other way on the freeway, I saw a car crash into the, like, median. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and I just pulled off and called 911 and told them that it happened. Uh-huh. Uh, uneventful. Uh, and then uh, the second time was kind of recently. This I think this is a like <laughs> I mean this, it involves nine one one, so it's a bad story. Uh, so I hope this doesn't bring things down. Uh, it worked out okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just I was I was walking around and uh, I saw uh, this was kind of at night in kind of the Hollywood area. Uh, where yeah, you might see some seediness going on. But you're more likely to see. Jack Nicholson from movies. Yeah, that's that's true. Oh, I'm sorry. I was courtside at the Lakers game. That's where I was. I, uh, and there, yeah, there was this kid uh, who was on the ground with like a bloody face, and there he like he, a lot of dumb buddies were just kind of looking down at him, and he was just on the ground, and he had on like heelys or I don't know, like some sort of roller skate shoe. Uh huh. And I. Uh, do you think he'd been beaten up by a gang of rollerbladers? Could be. I know that that uh, the roller skater rollerblader uh, uh, conflict is real. Don't bring a Healy to a blade fight. Yeah, I've heard that. I see that spray painted on walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and this yeah, they, that's spray painted on walls next to a uh, super the Superman logo crossed out uh, with the words "false god." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are. I mean, it's weird are, times. They, you know, they blame him for the destruction in Metropolis. Right. I blame Zod, but. You know, that's just me. Yeah. Is this from Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> this is from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, two Sons of Liberty. Got it. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so this kid, he's got a bloody face. I ask his his, his dumb buddies, I'm like, is he, is he okay? And they're like, oh, we don't know. And then they just run off. Uh, so I called 911. And then some, like, neighborhood people came in. I Just some a group of people of various ages. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, we recognize him. We'll take him home. And they started to lift this kid up by his shoulders, who is, you know, like in a weird semi-conscious state right. and bleeding from the face. And I had to, like, convince them to put him down because the ambulance was coming. It was very weird. I had to talk them into not dragging him That's bonkers. somewhere. Yeah. They looked human. They could have been chuds. Uh-huh. They could have been chuds. <laughs> I don't know. know. It could have dwelled above or under the ground. Hard to say who was a chud and who was not were these they, days. Were they vigorously licking their lips? Because that, that's a telltale sign. You know, that might, yeah, they were. Okay. Um, but Although they could have just tried some of that yeah. KFC Nashville hot chicken. Mm. <laughs> it's also very dry in Los Angeles in the winter. That's sure. true, yeah. San, those Santa Ana's come in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just, I, 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 you know, felt like I had to guard this kid because people wanted to drag him off. Right. Uh, and I kind of, like, just basketball guarded this kid until the ambulance came uh, and then they took him off and I haven't heard anything. I, I assume he's fine. I think, And thriving. I think I, it had never even <clears throat> occurred to me that you could call 911. Sure. Uh, sure. About maybe four weeks ago, 
we were my wife and uh, my children and I were all in the car, and there was a guy who was driving crazy on the freeway, <laughs> like real crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the oh, it was two Mercedeses, and they were definitely racing uh, in a pretty on a pretty busy day. Yeah, and uh, so Teresa was like, "Should I call nine one one?" And I was like, um, "Yes, <laughs> I think yes, yes." Uh, and she called nine one one and reported them, and she told me, and I, and I was like, "Have you ever called nine one one before?" She was like, "Well, once before when I saw someone." Who looked like they uh, weren't with it walking down the median of a highway. And I was like, wow. And I think just like maybe – I don't know if I was like uh, – I definitely – there were plenty of things to call 911 about in yeah. my mm-hmm. young life. Uh, but-, but you had been led to believe it was a joke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friends Chuck and Flav sure. let me know. And but like I always, you know, it was ju- those were not things to like you wouldn't call nine you'd just be scared. Like that's yeah, right. you know like if there's like gunshots you just are you don't call 911. I just heard gunshots where I don't know probably from the projects a quarter block from my house. <laughs> sure. Like whatever, right? And so I don't think I had ever actually done it or had that it had occurred to me to do it i have been like threatened with knives and like uh was there when someone got shot and mm-hmm. like all this crazy shit but like i would never i have called in numerous noise complaints hmm. about the people who live on a, a block over from me who have full-on concerts at their house so wait who you calling for that you call the noise line. Oh, I didn't That's know there was a an noise emergency. line. You yeah. call the noise line. You Google Los Angeles noise line. Like a three one one equivalent. Like yep. a, a I call separate in. Lumber. Although if you call three one one, they're not helpful. Uh, but I've also now. What called, do you do I've if the noise a... complaint is about the band Three <laughs> Eleven? <laughs> what if they're playing too loud? Right. Anyway, uh, then you. That's call... a gray area. Oh, jeez. What was that band called? O A K S R O. Oh, I don't know. What are you referencing? It's like a 311 type band. OAKS. Like a college like a college rock, like a dopey college rock band from uh 1999. I didn't know there was another 311. 2002. 2002 That's what they're called? OAR. OAR. Okay. Right, they play a reggae song in there. There you go. Yeah. Okay. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a couple Bob Marley c- covers. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Pass the duchy. But yeah, today I was at, today I was at the park with my kids, and uh, like first some teens ran by mm-hmm. on the sidewalk in front of the park. Then an old man ran after them, and the teens looked tough. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned. The old man was not elderly; he was maybe sixty-ish. Sure. Did he have an erection? No, but he had <laughs> a black plastic bag. Okay. And I'm like, what's yeah, going on? That's here? not a thing one should be holding in public. What does this mean? And he, both he and the other guy, are like rummaging while running. Wait, he's got a bag. He's running through. He's like, f- like yeah. rubbing his hand through while he's in motion. Yes. And I am. Maybe it's CrossFit. I have it's two. called run, rummaging, yeah. where you run and rummage. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's really about the sense of community. Sure, yeah. So I'm like, oh, sh- oh, fuck! Do they have guns? That was my first thought. Was like, do these guys have guns? And the guy, the old man, pulled out, and I was maybe seventy five feet away, so I don't, I couldn't exactly see exactly, but it, it 
looked like a slingshot. Like, I'm not going to say right. 100% it was a slingshot, uh-huh. but it definitely appeared to be a slingshot from the distance that I was at. I was looking well, through a chain link fence. I don't. I mean, this first thing that comes to my mind, I mean, I think obviously we'll need to go back and find the publication date of the first comic. Do you think this was an old Dennis the Menace? Yeah. <laughs> an elderly yeah, right. Dennis the Menace who's seen better days. This sounds right. like Mr. Wilson. Was Dennis the Menace Latino? <laughs> <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah. So, uh, so okay, so he cha- – and he's pulling this out and the guys are across the street and it's Figueroa Boulevard, a huge street in Los Angeles. So it's six – you know, four lanes of traffic and two lanes of cars or f- maybe even six lanes of traffic and two lanes of parked cars. And uh, then I think the guys who had run across the street running away from the old man realized that they were tough teens – and he was an old man. Mm. So they started running back across the street toward him and then started kicking the shit out of him. So I called Jesus. my husband. Oh, no. Christ. Wow. That took a turn. Yeah. Jeez. And it was terrifying. Although I have to say, I was thrilled when there were no guns. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's always Once nice. Once there were no guns, I was like, oh, good. Well, they're not going to assault my children manually. Maybe. Do you think their part of their calculation had to do with... Like this, oh God, he's got something in a black plastic bag. Yeah, and then he's rummaging. He's rummaging. like, yeah, sure. this, guy, this guy, like they, I wonder if they had the same thought process you did of like, this guy's got a gun. And then when he took out the slingshot, he's like, a fucking slingshot. Let's go, let's go like yeah, whoop they, this guy. And that, well, I mean, that's what Goliath thought and how did sure. it work out for him? That's true. Not great. Not well. Uh, I, they were also yelling. Seems like these was... teens need to take a little look at the Bible. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Stop reading those novelizations of Minecraft, <laughs> which I think exist. Right. Pick up a Bible. Right. Put down the Harry Potter. Put down the Maze Runner Scorch Trials. Mm-hmm. Pick up the Bible. Yeah. The Scorch, Scorch trials. trials. Yes. My favorite Bible. These definitely sound like kids who are reading a lot of young adult literature. Like <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> that's how they're spending most of their time. Yeah. Well, there's that special section in the library for mm-hmm. teens only. They like right. to keep up on YA. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they call it YA. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I called 911. Uh-huh. And I'm like, like every one of my, like I have not lived in a tough neighborhood in 10 years, probably. And I haven't been a vulnerable person in a tough neighborhood in 20 years. Sure. So I thought that I, in fact, I was worried that I had, that all of my like <clears throat> uh, emergency skills had atrophied. Uh, all of my distrust, every, my post-traumatic stress had mm-hmm. softened. And like I immediately went into like this robot mode where I was like a fucking secret spy describing everything but also not letting anyone – because they came straight through the park. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was – it was pretty intense but it, I felt good because I felt like I had done my – as an adult – you can't just be scared about something bad happening. Sure. You can also take action. You can make sure the police come 20 minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something that I thought was, I mean, there was obviously it was a scary experience and I'm glad it turned out okay. But the guy, the guy walked away. The guy who was, who was beat up. Oh, that's good. He walked away. Okay. They also yelled he was a child molester. I don't know if that was a cover (laughs) story. Oh boy. Is that like the equivalent of like breaking out of prison and spreading pepper behind you so the dogs can't smell? (laughs) 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 Or what? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, my situation with the kid on the in the skates was very scary. Right. Uh, but I there's something I liked about 
telling the dispatcher how old I thought he was. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't know, 15 or 16? Yeah. I, it felt like a pretty, I'm like, I'm pretty observant. Yeah. I felt very observant, too. I was like, what color are the clothes? Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. Sure. Yeah. Felt good. Yeah. Like, here's, let me tell you a little bit about his build. <laughs> sure. You notice builds. Yeah. You interested You interested in a little bit of build information? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But these guys slight, stocky, muscular. Girthsome. Go girthsome. Okay. Any any distinctive tattoos? They didn't have any distinctive tattoos, but one of them had a distinctive hairstyle. Mm. So there you go. Sure. Okay. There you go. Anyway, I, I felt like a real uh, adult person. And it's funny, like, uh, I think... I think ha- having been through some sort of parallel situations in my life, I realized that the skill that you develop is not not to be terrified, but an ability to pretend that you're not terrified for like an hour. Sure. Like the amount – because I didn't – my children didn't notice any of this happened. And that was like – it's like all I can think is I just don't want my children to be traumatized by this or shot by a gun. Yeah. So I was like – playing it off the whole time that this was happening, including when these guys are just, like, walking right past us because you, I couldn't be the guy who's just like, come on, kids. We're, we're, going, we're going to my white people's car. <laughs> Take a look at these Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't look at the bury your nose in this Bible. Who wants porridge? <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, if there's one thing to take the kids, if you want to, like, really get a kid's attention, yeah. offer them porridge. Yeah. I'm friends with the chief of police. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was kind of bonkers, and I didn't – the full weight of it did not hit me until an hour later. Right. I was like, wait a minute. A group of violent teens <laughs> kicked the shit out of an old man in front of me. On the street, on a major thoroughfare. Yeah. Then traipsed past me and my four and six year old. <laughs> it's like, oh no. They're headed for the rec center, is what I said. <laughs> At the time, you said maybe they're headed for the rec center. Well, they were. Oh, okay. They maybe had, they were headed had, had, the like a, had like a swim class, an intermediate swim class. Yeah, they probably, well, I think these guys are advanced given, on, given their Given physiques. their builds. Yeah. <laughs> Very wide shoulder and a mm. narrow waist. That's sure, an yeah. advanced swimmer's build. Oh, so you said girthsome. I was thinking these guys were tubby. Oh, I was talking gir- about their crank when I said girthsome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. These you, guys, gotta, you spot the outline. Right. It's that, about shadow. Yeah. Chiaroscuro. That 911 dispatcher is always asking you about the size of your hog. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of meat these guys packing? Well, she didn't. To be fair. Yeah. She didn't ask me that. That would be gross. Okay? Right. This is a trained police officer. Sure. She said. Did you notice anything about the chiaroscuro? Mm. <laughs> the interplay between light and dark. Yeah, and you could hear the wink over the phone. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I know sure. what she wants to hear. Well, oh, I mean, <laughs> as, a, as a trained professional, she knows that width is very important when it comes yeah. to pleasure. <laughs> a lot of people think it's just length. Right. Yeah. But width yeah. has something to do with it. Exactly. What, what have you, okay, because I have also, in addition to calling in noise complaints, mm-hmm. which I've done probably, I'm going to say six times. I've also called in abandoned cars. And at this point, there are cars that I just don't like. How do you even recognize an abandoned car? I, it's a car that's been – well, I, you, you don't live on a quiet residential street. 
probably. No, it's not. Yeah, it, I mean, there's enough traffic where it's not the, the car that you wouldn't see a car parked in the same place for you would, there two only, weeks at a time. There are only three reasons that you would want to go to my street. Mm-hmm. Number one, you live there. Okay, that's my reason. Uh, number two, you live there in a van. That's the guy who lives in a van's reason. I, for about a week, I had an apocalyptic Winnebago on my street, taken up. <laughs> I mean, listen, and I don't have a spot in my apartment. Yeah, I got, right. I got a, I got a pass from the city, and I got street parking. Right. Um, and you know, it's not the most impacted uh, area in town, but it can be a hassle. Right. Finding that street parking. Sure. Um. So there's this fucking Winnebago in the middle of a. Of an area that could be three cars, yeah, taking up this thing, and not only is it a big Winnebago, but it has like apocalypse messages scrawled oh, all over wow. it. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, really intense ones too. Are they just shooting a movie? Boy, I I, I hope so. <laughs> uh, but no, it seemed to just be. And I I actually thought about calling it in. Can I tell you the ideal situation there? Yeah, it's Sly Stone. Oh yeah! I think if you got an if you got a Winnebago with a bunch of stuff scrawled on it, parked on your street in Los Angeles, you're hoping that's Sly Stone from Sly and the Family. <laughs> sure, <laughs> he's, he seen better day. Was not good with his money, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, you know, I could just maybe if it is Sly Stone, mm-hmm. I could say, "Hey, I'm a fan. Right? Can you just fucking pull up a couple of feet so another car could fit behind you? Sure. Right. Don't take up two spots. Yeah." yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna park there, don't take up two spots. Yeah, the man who lives in the van, he's lived there longer than I have, so uh, I wish him all of the best. He he waves hello, uh, he yells at himself sometimes. Um, he's is girthsome. Okay, uh, he's he's a he's a guy who could take me, mm-hmm. and that's not even counting potential crazy strength. Right. So he's cool. I'm I'm cool with him, and then the third is teens who want to smoke drugs. That's the Got other it. reason to go. Do you, is it like a cul-de-sac situation? Is this a dead it's end street? Not a, it's not. Uh, it's not quite a dead end street, but maybe uh, seventy-five or a hundred yards past my house, it turns into a dirt road that's somewhat okay. badly rutted. Right. Okay. Uh, that just was never like the, my street has been. Uh, the, you know, they have those stamps that say when the the concrete was laid. Yeah. It, the concrete was laid in the 20s, and I don't think anyone from the city of Los Angeles has been back since. Wow. I think it's been 80 years or 90 years of – 20s. 90 years yeah. of complete laissez-faire attitude from the city of Los Angeles. They're like, they'll figure it out. Approaching a century. Uh, just outright neglect. Nick, as a resident of Santa Monica, yes. What are what are your what are the what are the perils of living in Santa Monica? I would say the main one is expense. It's gotten progressively more expensive to live over there. Uh, you're paying definitely a, a premium to being closer to the ocean, um, and also it's a uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just like a very. Dense. It's. It's. I think it's one of the more densely populated cities in California, if not, uh, if not, the United, the whole United States. It's like it's. It, you're kind of on top of each other, except in the the more Tory neighborhoods uh, that kind of bleed into the the Pacific Palisades, where where the, they have the Torier neighborhoods. The Tor. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the labor neighborhoods. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The uh, uh, the the Blairites. Boy, the, so when the wig yeah. <laughs> the, when the wigs start moving right. in. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, new labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of a. It's kind of a, a. I mean, like for years they said the they said Wilshire Boulevard was kind of the dividing line between, which is a street that goes all the way through Los Angeles, but in Santa Monica specifically, north of Wilshire, um, there's all these fancy, you know, 
multi-million dollar single family homes and then south of it is a lot of apartment buildings yeah um but it's uh but yeah i don't i mean like there there are i to me i, I don't want to say like it's 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 a peril because this sounds like i'm making some, some sort of judgment there is a a large uh the homeless population in Santa Monica, which is unfortunate. I think the city has a pretty uh, hospi- as, as hospitable a policy as uh, a, a city can have towards them. I mean, it's, it's certainly not perfect, uh, but it tries to make the city livable for those who are, are, are unfortunately um, uh, without a place to, to stay. But it, it's a – Harry Shearer famously called it the home of the homeless on every episode of – famously? That's a stretch. <laughs> on every episode of his radio show, Le Show, he would oh, say the show. home of the homeless. Right, Santa yeah. Santa Monica, California, the home of the homeless. You think if, if only – you had the resources to do something about that, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I mean, only. I think that, I mean, it's a very, that's the thing. It's like a very, it's it's overall a very rich city. So you wish there they could maybe devote some more resources towards addressing that problem. Uh, but uh, by, I've been speaking of Harry Shearer's Le Show. Uh-huh. I will say that. You've got a Dan Rather impression. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a 40-minute a, a sketch about a former uh, member of Congress, uh, Richard Army. <laughs> Thank you. Known as Dick. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, That's the premise of the sketch. Yeah. yeah, yeah that is, uh, you can call him Dick Army. That's the whole sketch. Uh, I do that same joke okay. 80 times. Yeah. And then long stretches of Zydeco music. Yeah. <laughs> but I, will, I like to, to, to get off of... Uh, uh, local politics for a second. The show, Harry Shearer's show, uh, th- is that still going on? I think it is. It's been dropped from its home station, KCRW. Okay. I know he, when he got dropped from WNYC in New York, which is a station that my show's on, mm-hmm. a wonderful station. Uh, I heard that he then dedicated the entire next week's program to bad mouthing WNYC in New York. Man. He's a very classy guy yeah sure uh so i i you know a simpsons fan as a kid and had like read in the local long beach paper the press telegram that harry shearer had the voice of mr burns had a radio program you said hello i'd, I, love, to, I'd love to hear what mr burns has to say I was like, about the <laughs> sure. i was literally in my, in my head i was like this has got to be the funniest thing that i could possibly listen to yeah. and i remember just like sit, you know like age 12 uh, turning on the radio in the living room, like by myself on a Sunday morning, and then just listening to these long, humorless <laughs> bits about like, it, it's just like it was like one of the most boring experience. I was like, if I was only so let down. Your dream had been to have the voice of Mr. Burns read out loud from the newspaper for twenty yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, if only that had been your dream. This this guy who this I, isn't a good program. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is a good program. Oh I'm yeah, no, definitely that, that was a bad program. No, I got, I mean, I'm not. You know, I, I, I'm not someone with a a, a stellar podcast. I, I, I'm not going to hold mine up as like this is the epitome of what a recorded program but it's it should a good, be. It's a good, solid Dan Rather impression, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got Ted Koppel too, if I remember yeah. correctly. But I just, I do think that it's a show that's not entertaining for anyone who is. Perhaps under seventy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's big with Bob Woodward. Sure, <laughs> say, that's probably the core mm. audience for that program. Well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. 
Following the news is hard and it sucks. How do you know which stories are important? Which sources do you trust in this post-truth world of reactionary journalism? I'm Brett Black. And I'm Travis McElroy. And we host a podcast called Trends Like These. We cover trending news stories. We debunk misleading clickbait headlines. And we always try to throw in a little bit of good news. In our quest for truth. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Weiger, pie guy. <laughs> What's your top pie, Weiger? Uh, you know, okay, so I got, I said this. Uh, up in San Francisco at a show, and I got a mixed reaction from from the audience, but I said banana cream, but then some people were like, that's not a pie, which I think is not, I think the cream pie is absolutely a pie. That's actually a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right, yeah, but I think think there's, I think you can, uh, the cream pies are pies as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, what's the argument for that not being a pie? I don't know. I mean, I guess they're saying it's more of like a cheesecake or it's like a different category. It like doesn't belong in there. It doesn't belong going toe-to-toe with like a, a, a cherry or a Dutch apple. What about like a chocolate cream pie? See, are I would, other cream pies also not pies? I think they were basically saying cream pies are off the table for this discussion, that it's like right. a different category. Mm, I think you can have a discussion, what's your favorite fruit pie? Yes, I, I agree. I think sure. that's the limitation to make if you want to have that discussion. I think yeah. restrict it. I would also say, though, if you want to say a non-cream pie, I really like a pecan. A banana cream pie is really good. It's delicious. Totally. Especially if done I, well. Why do I, as a grown-up, really like banana stuff? I like bananas and coconuts now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. At what point will I start liking Werther's Originals? <laughs> uh, on your deathbed. <laughs> that's the main audience for Werther's Originals, people who are yet to be in hospice. Jordan, I think your... that's the only place they... <laughs> what's your, uh... But they ship them literally by the carton load to hospices. And like, play, like uh, uh, disaster zones, right. uh, conflict areas, they'll send the Werther's Originals because... They'll give them to like the medics and sure the chaplains, right? To dispense on the upon the moment of death. Exactly. Is there a here's my if here's, you bite down on that Werther's, it'll uh, it'll release a chemical that'll speed the process if you're in pain. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to like you know if you want it to come faster, you chomp on that Werther's. Yeah, they got they get a little cyanide in there just in case. What's your top pie, Jordan? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, Nick Weiger claims to be a pie guy. Well, if you're the pie guy, I'm. The pie guy's friend who also likes pie. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love it. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the rye guy. I like crusty bread. Ooh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I can get on board with a rye. Sure. Nice bread. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy. I mean, I'll, I'll eat pretty much any pie you put in front of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, uh, you know what? I love a peach pie. Oh, yeah. peach pie is great. Uh, my, mom, my mom from the South does a lot of Southern cooking. And I think one of the, uh, the, the, main, the main dessert... When you're when you're cooking a big southern meal, is that peach pie or that peach cobbler? Boy, howdy, that is so good. Yeah, that's great. And I don't love. I mean, I like. I'll I'll eat a peach. You know, right. um, I'll certainly eat that booty. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not slicing up a peach every day. Sure, and you're not making booty into pie. <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, but I will. Um, yeah. So I. Uh, but yeah, love a peach pie. Scoop of ice cream. Come on. Yeah, come I on! Think, I think an ice cream really makes a pie <laughs> transcendent. Sure, you put an ice cream on there. Yeah, that's really. I like, 
I like the combination of the filling and the crust. That's that's something I'm a big fan of. But ultimately, I want that cream on there. Yeah, I had a a like one of the best pie experiences I ever had was at a high end restaurant in New York City, Union Square Cafe, which I think is still there. May have moved locations. Kind of this classic New York City restaurant. This was years ago. That's the one by uh, Union Square. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. by Union. It's I think it's called Union Square Cafe because it's it's like right by Union Square. That's my. It's kind of like a cafe by the square, Mm. and so I think that's I think that's the etymology of the name. That's in the it's in the Bronx, right? Yeah, it's in, it's in South Bronx, um, but the so so uh, but it was like a blueberry pie. It was like just like a, an amazingly made blueberry pie, but then it had a scru- a scoop of like a lemon ice cream on top of it, mm. and so you, almost all, every time you have a la mode, it's uh, it's vanilla, which right. is great. A simple I, classic. I mean, that's a great the flavor. Classic ice cream. The classic yeah. ice cream. We're I, talking I love ice vanilla. cream. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to go out on a ledge here and say that's the classic ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm out there with you. And the best Christmas movie. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. So the Vanilla ice cream. <laughs> so the uh, but but like just like that little bit of citrus not just with those Vanilla flavor. I'm not crazy. Right. Right. No you're vanilla just, ice cream. Just taking taking slugs off a bottle of vanilla extract. I got, I got upset with our friend Nick Weiger because he was suggesting I was crazy. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's what I implied. Okay. Uh, but the, the but yeah, just the interplay of like because again, almost always vanilla having a little bit of that citrus flavor in there with those berries. It, it was just like perfectly tart. It was delicious. It's an amazing pie some, experience. I would love some pie right now. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, we get some after this. We can go we get some. God, I would love to be eating ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I want to eat some ass. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, give us a call. 206-984-4FUN. That's 206-984-4FUN. Whether you have the perfect piece of pie or Jordan eats your ass. <laughs> uh, let's take our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse. Uh, this is Aaron from Southwest Missouri. And I was recently listening to your podcast on vasectomies, and I uh, am calling with a momentous occasion because 11 years after I had mine, I had spontaneous recanalization of the vas deferens, and now I have a three-year-old yeah. along with an 18-year-old and a four-year-old. So there's that. Wait, Wait. an 18-year-old and a four-year-old. He thought the first one was a fluke. Yeah. Sounds like this dude loves to blast in his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Man, you know how my my, uh, handyman moved to uh, Solvang? Right. Yes. We all know that. That's all we've been thinking about. Yes, yeah. So we got this. We got this new handyman, and uh, he was. He's just spent. He's the loveliest guy, and did such a great job. But spent probably fifteen minutes talking to my wife about how he wishes his wife weren't pregnant. Mm-hmm. And he's got. It's because he has like grown kids. He's got like teenage kids. Yeah. Like, but then his wife is pregnant. I think it wasn't their intention. Right. And uh, so he's – and Teresa is there like, yes, I'm a nice person, but this is too much information. Right. You know, like, ooh. So at one point, Teresa says, when is your wife due? And he says, excuse me? And she says, when is your wife due? And he says, nothing. And she yeah. says, what? I'm sorry. No, when is your wife due? Just like thinking, oh, this is a, this guy's first language is in English. We're yeah. And he goes, nothing. She doesn't do nothing. 
<laughs> oh boy. It's like, wow. Yeah. At there, what point? <laughs> you're getting a lot of background about this guy who's He's doing a task very for nice. you. nice. And like she has, a, I want to be clear, he was really lovely. Sure. He did a great job at a reasonable rate. And then she just yelled third base. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, years ago, I had a handyman come to uh, do some repairs on our on our old apartment. And it was like, he was like, uh, uh, I, he was like, oh, you'll be my first appointment of the day. So it was like, very, it was like pretty early. It was like 7 or 8 a.m. I think it was 8 a.m. He showed up. And uh, first thing, like, showed up and was like, hey, can I use your bathroom? I was like, uh, sure, of course. Goes in the bathroom, takes a huge <laughs> shit. Just a gigantic, <laughs> nice, sticky shit. Yeah. And all I could, like, I was like, fine. But you all I could think is felt bad for looking at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I I turned on my toilet cam, who wouldn't? Right. But uh but I would just like all I was thinking afterwards was like, just set the appointment for eight thirty. Just come a little <laughs> come a little later, it's fine. Sure, yeah. And you don't stop shit. at the public yeah. library or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just whatever you need to do. Uh let's take another call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. Um I mean I managed to survive a year without my husband, who passed away a year ago today. And I survived. I did it. I fucking made it. I made it a year without him. I'm fucking 27 years old. He was 32 when he died, and I made it. I made it a year. And this is a big fucking deal because there were certainly times when I didn't think I would and I was the only person who took care of him when he was sick and my lord he was my soulmate and he's gone and I think in this time I've learned that maybe there isn't just one soulmate for everyone but it's still a crazy monumental moment and it sucks so fucking much and I don't want to do it. I don't want to have lived a year without it. But I have. So thanks. You guys helped. You guys really helped. Bye. Thank you for sharing that. With yeah, us. wow, that's that's totally amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've we've definitely mentioned on the show before when we get, you know, a call like this. I mean, usually, you know, momentous occasions are uh, you know, dumber. Right. Uh I'm I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. You know, uh it's like a different place you cranked it or whatever. Yeah, you cranked it in a weird place. Yeah. You and your husband tried pegging. Right. Um not that the male prostate is a dumb place to receive pleasure. No, it's great. Um, Milk it, baby. <laughs> you gotta. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always always really nice. I mean, to, that we kind of go in here and do this uh, do this dumb show, and it's nice to hear that it means something to somebody. So yeah, thank you for thank you for sharing. And God, I can't even imagine what that's like. I yes, as a, as a man who's basically had nothing bad happen to him ever, yeah. um, I am I am genuinely impressed when someone uh, talks about going through something like this. Totally amazing. Yeah, we had a we had a listener recently who uh, lost uh, a teenage child, and it was the same thing. It was like to hear from somebody like that in a situation like that, especially when it's somebody that you, you know, a, a lot of our listeners we've known for a long time online, and you know, 
uh, we've just had a, a bilateral connection to these people. I mean, that when one of these things happens and then when they say, uh, but, you know, your dumb show was was nice. Like, oh, yeah, our show is dumb. <laughs> sure, you're right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, what did I, I, I genuinely, like, feel, um, I feel honored when I get that email because uh, everyone's life involves uh, – it doesn't. It doesn't even even your life. Everyone's life in, involves the most brutal, dark parts. You know, death and illness and poverty. And there's no way to escape those things. They're, you know, they they are the way that life unfolds. And uh, I'm glad that our show, um, you know, doesn't address those at all. Or, <laughs> yes, doesn't go anywhere near things. them. <laughs> really, just stays over in our no. But I'm I'm glad that making a dumb thing makes a difference for people. I mean, like, I mean, you know, t- I mean, you know, too, Nick. I mean, you're ma- you're making, uh, you're making a not insignificant amount of money from people voluntarily paying you to destroy for you and Mitch to destroy your lives. Right. By eating at TGI Fridays <laughs> yeah. constantly. I guess, yeah, I guess when you break it down, that's what that's what's happening. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing. Like, you're like, wow, what, how is this possible that this actually has meaning to people right. in a world that contains real things? Yeah. Yeah. I but mean. It's, but it's lovely. Yeah. I, I, I think that was, I mean, that was uh, really incredible to listen to. And I think that was very, uh, I mean, just, just obviously heroic to even survive that and, and also very, very brave to share so openly. Yeah. Um, so I was very affected by it, and I, and I thought that was um, that was really great to hear. Yeah. So congr- say congratulations to you for for surviving, and congratulations to you, Nick, for getting through that entire thing without modulating your vocal tone at all. <laughs> oh, I'll go monotone. <laughs> That's what I bring to the table. Hey, well, yeah, well, th- yeah. Thank you, gen- genuinely. Thank you so much for for sharing that. It's totally awesome, and yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, it totally, totally. You know, just reminds one that when you are walking down the street and interacting with people, uh, perhaps they've gone through some terrible shit. Yeah, probably they have. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, wheel and, of life's, the wheels of life keep turning. Congratulations on making it through a year. What a that is a you are deserved to be proud of that. Yeah, and uh, hey, so why don't we take a break? Yeah, we'll count our blessings. Right, we'll come back. Ten more ass eating jokes. Wrap the show up. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. On Jordan Jesse go. <clears throat> I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? (laughs) I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Weiger, third string QB. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah, you, you know. made it off the practice squad. Right, right. Hoping to, you know, some way, someday get into that full-time backup role. And then... You look good holding that clipboard, though, buddy. Yeah, I think I think I wear a headset well. I mean, that's why I'm so comfortable podcasting. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the same sort of, same yeah. muscle I'm Same working. skill set. Is that yeah. why you're also so good with the Microsoft Surface? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you should see this man with the surface. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like it's swipe, like swipe, swipe, swipe. It's like he's one with the surface. Oh, you yeah. know how you'll see right. a, you know a jockey, and you're like, oh man, and horse are one. Well, two if you count the included kickstand. <laughs> sure, yeah, but yeah. So Nick Weiger is, is Weiger in the surface. Where does one. he? Where does he end? And where does the surface begin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what range of angles can the kickstand move to? It is always distracting when you watch TV and someone is using a surface. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they just mailed them to every TV production and said, like, if when someone should be using an iPad, they can just use this. They apparently have. And, and you know, we were talking about how we're we're true nerds here and not jocks. So maybe I shouldn't know this information. Although I do follow. I'm a I'm a big NBA fan, as as I know, Jesse also uh, follows his beloved Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I do uh, pick up some some NFL knowledge by osmosis just by following sports media. Apparently, the NFL actually has a deal with Microsoft where they have like the, the services mandated on the sidelines. And it t- got to the point where announcers would just call it like, ah, oh, that guy's using his tablet or that that guy's using his iPad. And they had to like correct them like, hey, the deal actually means you have to specify he's using his Microsoft Surface. So I think they've they've gla- they've gradually policed the language wow, and to rein that in. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And yeah, and it's the same sort of thing. Like I felt like you were seeing there was a time when you were just seeing Apple products in in you know in Sex in the City every every show it felt like and every movie was seeing Apple products. And then there the other uh, companies sort of glommed onto that and saw that that was an opportunity. So I actually worked on the Fantastic Four video game. The first one for the first movie, not the most recent movie, but the the movie back in the day with uh, uh, Ben Grimm was played by Michael Chiklis, oh. the Thing, Michael Chiklis era, and um, and uh, and in that one, the game had a deal with Samsung, where the computer terminals that Reed Richards, the elastic genius, could hack, uh, Mister Fantastic. Uh, were Samsung computers, oh. which was weird when you thought about it. The idea that were they were kind of just tap, saying tap, that tap, 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 tap. yeah, exactly. But also like that you were saying like oh, Samsungs are hackable. Right. <laughs> like that was kind of like what right. you could infer from this. The only experience I've ever had with uh, uh, free technology. Well, this isn't true because. Uh, that guy whose wedding I officiated was kind enough to send me an Xbox One video game console. Nice. That's pretty sweet. I, I yeah. love to use all the time. So thank you to him. But uh, no, the the experience that I had was I did an event at the Apple Store. You know, a podcasting obviously wedded to the Apple uh, brand. Right. Permanently. It's got pod in the name. Mm. I did an event with Stephen Colbert. And this was when he was still doing the Colbert Rapport. His first book came out, and it was really it was amazing. I got to interview him; it was this great experience. But there's no backstage at the Apple Store, so it was just the two of us sitting in the manager's office, which was smaller than this booth. I mean, I'm gonna oh, say wow. it was you know eight feet by four feet or something like that. Just a little narrow thing with a desk at the end, and we're sitting in literal folding chairs facing each other. And this woman comes in, who is in charge of making sure celebrities get electronics. And she comes and she says, hi, Stephen, nice to see you. And he says, nice to see you too. He says, how's that iPad working out for you? He says, I love it. My kids love it, you know. Uh, And it's a great product. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says, is there anything you need? Uh, Like, uh, do you need a new Mac Pro or do you need a 
mouse or is there anything I can get you from you need another beats beat, beats by Dre yeah and um, I should mention by the way that Stephen Colbert and I had been conversing uh, and we were facing each other directly right and she had walked in and stood between me and Stephen Colbert <laughs> so I was just looking at the at like her lower back yeah like directly at her lower back while uh, she talked to Stephen Colbert. And he said, no, I've got everything I need. I'm so happy. Like, thank you for everything that you've given us. We almost have too many computers and phones and uh, iPods, but thank you very much. And then uh, she said, I'm so happy. And then she looked down at me with a look, the most withering look I've ever, like, you fucking garbage. I can't believe you heard me offer something. <laughs> like, you are, who are you, you right. little pissant? You little garbage tablet. So that's it. I almost. I, I feel like I almost got like a MacBook. Pro. I thought you were this close. Was going, yeah, you I thought were this close. was going to go in the direction where uh, he was going to be like, "Oh yeah, I could use another MacBook Pro," and then like wink at you, and you, he was going to hook you up. No, I have a Microsoft service, but I bought it at retail. Mm, okay. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. That's nice. You pull it out on the sidelines. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, well, I I got a I got a lot of work to do on my routes. Mm, right. I'm sure. not trying to I'm not trying to put myself down here. I know I have a lot of talent. God bless me with a lot of talent. But if I don't buckle down and work on my routes, I mean, hey, I'm never going to get. Separated. Listen, just a, a note to the rest of the team: if we win, watch out when you're dunking this guy with Gatorade. He's got a surface. Yeah, you're going to ruin that surface. Yeah, it's get- probably water resistant. Yeah. But Gatorade's going to get in there. Yeah, the electrolytes yeah. destroy <laughs> the electronics. <laughs> okay, Nick Weiger, as we said, uh, one of the two hosts of the Doughboys podcast. That's Real correct. joy. Yeah. Um, I said to my wife at dinner tonight, I said, Teresa, guess who's going to be on Jordan Jesse Go tonight? And she said, who's that? And I said, Nick Weiger. And she said, oh, very exciting. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Seems like... It. Yeah. You could invite Nick into your <laughs> love making <laughs> if you wanted. Uh, yeah, I'll. That's, I like that because usually I'm I'm who's brought in to really like cool a room. <laughs> like the energy's too too hot in here. Yeah. William H Macy in the movie The Cool. Right, we need someone really milk toast and boring to sort of bring the energy level. Everyone's fucking too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. I mean, I think we have we have we have definitely uh, said this on the show before, but I'll uh, I'll echo it. If any if it, if anybody's out there and they're not also subscribed to the Doughboys, uh, get on it. It's it's basically the God bless you. The the. Uh, the most I have laughed listening to a podcast. That's very nice. Uh, there's a lot of funny shows out there. It's also very sad. Sure, <laughs> it's a it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's ultimately a tragic tale. I think. Sure. Uh, right. What's Siri? It's you know, it's it's a dark comedy like Candide, like yeah. Voltaire's <laughs> Candide. Yeah. That was our chief inspiration. Yeah, like, we want to do the 21st century Candide. You know, it's funny. Like Mike pitched me 21st mm-hmm. century Candide, the podcast, like seven years ago. Yeah, and I said that just doesn't sound right. Like I just don't think. At least show me Chekhov. Mm. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I sent him away. I I could I would be so rich right now. <laughs> sure, you are. You are I the guy. So rich. You I are mean, the. You know about how rich you are. Oh sure. I would be so rich. You're that executive <gasps> who told the Beatles groups <gasps> with guitars are on the way out. Oh, I'd be so rich. Oh, the money. Uh, <laughs> well. It's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> guy who guy who wishes he was more rich. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, Doughboys is fucking hilarious. Yeah, definitely, definitely download it. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, it's the most one will laugh listening to a podcast. Yeah, except for many Max Fun shows, of course. Yeah. Right, and I think I think Harry Shearer's list show is also a podcast. So, that's so a, yeah, that's yeah. a real gut buster. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Ooh, you know, haven't heard any of Harry Shearer's wife's jazz vocals. <laughs> Ooh, oh, good news for you. Pop in a Werther's and enjoy that show. <laughs> Bill Cosby is going to be talking to Dan Rather this week. <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder what those two will have to say to each other. Our producer is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. He's the laugh that pierces the veil of our soundproof booth. Uh, we apologize for that and for him overall. Uh, MaximumFun.reddit.com is where you can talk about the show on Reddit. You can also join us on Facebook by liking Jordan Jesse Go, where the memes have been so dank. A lot of dank memes. So dank. Did you see the one uh, when uh, you when Bay prays about the tree bee? No. It was a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog praying. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, yeah. Definitely love the meme culture that sprung up around the show. Uh, it's it's really delightful. Always it's a treat to see. Arguably the first thing that's gone right for this show in ten years. Yeah, we finally hit our stride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I nothing jumps to mind immediately that was dank about this episode. Mm-hmm. But if you if you heard something that you think is dank meme fodder, if you're yeah. a meme lord out there, yeah, meme that shit up. Absolutely. We'll post it on the Facebook. And it doesn't have to be a picture of us. It could be a picture of the, you know, the Countessa or whatever her name is. Or, you know, put an animated Garten. gif of a, of a person from Project Runway. Sure. sure. That's fine. As long as you put Tree Bee on it. Yeah. <laughs> put Tree Bee on there. Yeah, Fry from Futurama. Yeah. Handing you a lot of money. He's like, oh, when when Bay makes an indecent proposal to <laughs> Tree Bee. Sure. I guess in that case, Bay is paying the tree bee to fuck her or to fuck you. It's hard to say. Would you say the tree bee is going to fuck you? Because mm. that's how the indecent proposal works. Right? I don't go in for adult entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. You've got things to do. Yeah. To trash. Sure. <laughs> Shrek movies to watch. Got it. Hey, we haven't seen. That's something. I mean, apologies if I've missed it. Mm-hmm. I think what people are doing out there is they're running through all the famous memes mm-hmm. and adding, you know, Jordan Jesse Go tree bee quotes. Right. I haven't seen a single Shrek. Yeah. And if there's one thing I know about the memeiverse mm-hmm. uh-huh. is that Shrek is a very important part of that. So if you're out there and you can work Shrek into our already beautiful quilt that we've made. Right. Uh, I think people would appreciate it. Maybe right? the uh, maybe from like an off-Broadway production of the Shrek the Musical, someone with some yeah. really bad yeah. Shrek makeup, maybe maybe work that in there. Maybe maybe you know like a uh, some crudely drawn fan art of Shrek pregnant with Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> It could be a way to go. Wait, is she uh, going to give birth to Shadow the Hedgehog? Yeah, or there's Shadow the Hedgehog impregnated Shrek. Uh, I think that sh- I think Shadow I think Shadow is bacon in his belly. Got I think it. he's guy. I think it's an mpreg thing. Got it. Yeah. Thanks for that, Nick. Yeah. Well, thanks for all for your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is on Twitter at Nick Weiger. Nick is also a delightful uh, follow. On yeah, Twitter. that's a great follow. And there's going to be too many Lakers tweets, but besides that. Besides that, it's a real joy. I got to stick to jokes. Uh, basket. Usually, that's a politics thing. Like stick yeah. to jokes. I got to stick to jokes from a basketball standpoint. Yeah, because you're just like I enjoyed going to the Lakers game. Right. Yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. And, and I'm like, come on. 
<laughs> Stick to jokes. <laughs> right, that was you who By said that. Way, Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. My dog at the flea market. So that's where I'm coming mm. from. Keep keep to the important shit. Yeah, keep that dog away yeah. from the flea market. That could go badly. <laughs> yeah. This um, is worse than the time you took him to the tick market. <laughs> Jesse Thorne. This show is a lot of fun. At Jesse Thorne <laughs> and at Jordan underscore Morris. Use the hashtag JJGo on Twitter. And um, yeah. Tell someone about the show. Sure. Is it, do you think people have done that? I don't think a single person's done it. If yeah. our numbers are any indication, <laughs> people are keeping this a secret. But you know, why not? How yeah. about your, uh, your brother-in-law? Yeah, he's a nice guy. Your brother-in-law would like this show. Yeah. My brother-in-law listens to this show. You got a cool niece? Shout out to Baby D. You got any cool nieces out there? Yeah. A hip niece would love this. What's she into, YA? Yeah. This is this is a real scorch trial. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's any way I would describe this podcast, it's a real scorch trial. Okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.